Well, bicycling along a deserted street, you heard the noise erupt from the centre of Hanley. A game for the ages decided in dramatic fashion. The goat, the alien boy, Jacob Brown, finally gets his hands on the ultimate prize. Stoke winning from a goal behind. There are tears in Trentham and ecstasy in Eccleshall. A lot has been said about the venue. Bristol, after all, no footballing heritage. And we know about its history with slavery. But on the pitch, a game that was dominated by one team for large periods exploded into life and put Alex Neal's men into footballing immortality. This is Al Podcast de los Magos de la Tonteria. Brownie, Brownie, Brownie. Ah, Stoke won. And Ronaldo didn't. And also England didn't. Oh, but more importantly, Bristol yes. City didn't. Tom Thrower is here. I'm less sad now than I was last week. Excellent. Yeah. Tony, on a universal scale of sadness, where are you? Um, I'm still... It's been a very odd sort of few weeks. I'm still in my head. It's November the 3rd, and yesterday Josh Tymon scored the winner against Wigan. Um, yeah. I don't really acknowledge December football having happened at this point. Apart from England losing, which was magnificent, so I'm 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 brilliant. I'm very happy. Was that a thing that happened? Josh Tynan to Wigan. Yeah. Would you credit I it? I don't remember anything about this season, and I went to half the matches. You I almost certainly being went in a to pub this watching one. it. Ah, that's yeah. not like you watching football in a pub, Tom. You no, were just no. talking about something completely disparate from that mm-hmm. just a few yeah. moments ago. So, Everyone else was watching Man City or Chelsea, and I was watching that on my phone. Lovely. <laughs> what a hero. So, a uh, hero can, for our time. We can go one of two ways, chaps. We can talk about the World Cup as a as a whole thing. We can talk about either on-the-pitch stuff, off-the-pitch stuff, the general nature of there being a World Cup. But unless that's too upsetting for Tony, we can talk about... Bristol City 1, Stoke City 2. Um, what what has been the highlight of your weekend? I'll, I'll phrase the question that way and I'll see where Tom takes us. Tom, what has been the highlight Ooh. of your weekend? Um, oh, I'm trying to pick which, which what. I, I, um, I, that video of Messi on, on Aguero's shoulders, just really happy with a World Cup. Uh, is 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 up there in my footballing memories, and it's impressive that it's for another nation. So that mm. maybe, mm. yeah. Well, well, let's go. Let's go straight into it then. Um, I don't want to talk about a tedious sort of goats debate because a it's already obvious, and b uh, who cares? Um, but do you think that? that final was A, the best game you've ever seen in your fucking life, and B, does it has it changed at all the way you've thought? Do you now feel the way you thought you'd feel about the World Cup? Um, yes, to the first question. Yeah, what a ridiculous game of football. Um, and B, I don't know. World Cup's weird, isn't it? it, it the football has been good really good uh, uh but i think i went into it knowing that the football was probably going to be good um because it's the first time we've not played a competition where everyone's like blowing out of their asses because they've all been playing four games a week for eight years 
Um, but you know, Qatar still not great, um, and that's not going to change because there was some good football. Um, yeah, it's just I think uh, again Infantino just all the way through, even right up to the final, has just shown himself to be an insufferable dickhead, like every other FIFA president ever. Um, but still, football won in a in a nice way in the in the romance of you know a, a player, a couple of players winning a, a thing, at the, winning the World Cup at the end of their careers. I think those will be the lasting images and it will almost be like everyone forgets that it was in Qatar. And I know that's probably mm. a bit of a cop out and you shouldn't forget that it's in Qatar because Qatar's a bad place. And, and, you know, a lot of people have probably it, lost their lives as a result of it, but that it won't be the Qatar world cup. It will be Argentina's world cup. Yeah. It, it should never have been held there. It shouldn't have happened. It still shouldn't have happened. The football was brilliant. The bits that I watched, um, the the absolute highlight obviously was the world the best the literal goat celebration um the best ever celebration of a golden glove trophy <laughs> um absolutely outstanding work um but yeah like lots of people died building the place lots of people l- couldn't feel safe to go and watch the sport there mm, shouldn't have happened it's almost a shame that the football was so good, but also the football was really good. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 annoying that it's just sort of drifted into a good tournament that lots of people have enjoyed watching on telly because the other stuff is like literally people dying is more important, but also mm, it was a really 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 good final. Yeah, and like. How my, I suppose a broader question is how has sports washing worked in this regard? I think a lot of people would argue yes. I mean, you see Messi draped in the sort of ceremonial robes, which uh, I'll, I'll, I'll believe aren't a political thing and are more of a cultural thing. Fine, but they'll see that image in years to come, then possibly be reminded, oh, that was in Qatar. Oh, that was controversial. Um, so the broader question is, has that sports washing worked? Maybe in terms of like people you know forgetting about the atrocities and um just thinking oh that was a good match of football that i just watched but at the same time i would argue now this is the line of argument that a newcastle united supporting friend of mine has put to me so you know take this as you will has anyone's opinion of qatar improved as a result of this world cup I would suggest not, uh, like, unless you're, like, um, 16 years old and just, like... Or Mark yeah. Pugach. Yeah, I was about to say, the, the standard oh. candidates to come out and say, oh, well, you know, actually, Qatar have put a really good job on hosting this, so everyone should stop being so mean to them. Mm. I have all yeah. come out and said that, and I, I'm not... I haven't been shocked by anyone coming out and saying that. Yeah, Almost everyone except Roy Keane has said that, as far as I can tell. Okay, yeah. right. Roy Keane's... Right, right, fair enough. Fair enough. You know what? Fair enough then. Um, I, I wonder how FIFA managed to do such a bad job sometimes. In that, they they do the sort of the mission statement pretty well. In that they do take the World Cup to various parts of the world, and they have done in the last few World Cup tournaments. And For various parts of the world with loads of money to give them. Yes, yes. Oh, this is the thing. Uh, but like. I, I don't think there should be any objection to a World Cup in an Arab country or a um, Muslim country at all. But this one in particular, 
really bad. Now, Neville kind of, and you know, my Neville of uh, my Neville, my level of opinion <laughs> of Gary Neville has plummeted somewhat in the last few weeks, as as has my opinion of quite a few notable pundits. Um, but he was he was saying how you know we take a look at our country and the um, some of the behaviours of our governments in the in the past and to, and you know quite frankly today let's be honest um and how we shouldn't you know maybe like maybe should look at ourselves before we criticize these states um and i don't i don't really agree with that on the whole um but my overall po- point about fifa is you can take it to the arab world without it being qatar you can take it to eastern europe without shaking hands with Putin and they managed to do it the worst possible way. Like Morocco were bidding for years for a world cup. And uh, it was only when, um, and uh, when money bags Qatar came along that they uh, kind of tore up the whole rule book. Now I, I don't know much about Morocco, but I'm willing to guess it's possibly a nicer place than Qatar. Um, Again, I don't know. Um, But it's, it's, a weird situation in that that game last night was, I thought, possibly the best football match I've ever seen. And I just, I loved it. And I take Tom's point about it being Argentina's tournament rather than Qatar's tournament. Um, but I thought I would hate the World Cup a lot more than I have. And I don't know if that makes me sports washed or not. It, it almost reminds me a bit of lockdown football in that the circumstances around it were completely like taken apart from what was actually happening. Mm. Like, because I went into the World Cup genuinely angry that it was happening. And and I was not quite saying I'm not going to watch it, but I was, I was, I mean, I didn't watch, I didn't watch all of it. Like, but it, it, then the timing happened to be really convenient for watching it during the day. And then after the first round of matches in our little sweepstake thing, I was winning. Mm. And that pulled me in. That that little sniff of personal success pulled me in. And that annoyed me as well, because then I went on to not win. Because that was, yeah. But um, yeah, it, I, uh, it, it has worked. And that annoys me on another level. And mm. I don't... I've been up. I've been up a very long time today. I haven't had much sleep, so I can't put words around it in a way that I would be comfortable saying things. I don't think, but I'm I'm fucking angry about it now. Now it's finished. I'm angry that I enjoyed it, but it was a good World Cup, and that in it set like it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been allowed to be okay. Well, obviously the the broadcasters all go okay. Well, we've we've done politics for one minute at the start mm. of this, and and now now we'll focus on the football because we need to focus on the football because we're being paid to focus on the football and bring you this football. Yeah, and, and there's and there's like, four games every actually, single day, and we've got yeah. we've not simply not got time to talk about the migrant deaths because yeah. Denmark versus Tunisia is on. And then, and then you got like Mark Pugach. I always really liked, and it, I think it was the first couple of days he did, did that, that little Twitter Twitter twi- feed baby video on his phone, walking through, saying basically saying exactly that little impression you did at the start, where oh well, actually we we were expecting a lot of things, and you can say what you want about 
the the actions that have led to the World Cup and 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 people not being allowed to be here or not feeling comfortable being here. But actually, you look around, nobody's drinking, the streets are safe, everyone's quiet. And it was like it was like if this was Nazi Germany, you'd be saying how organized it was. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fuck yeah. off. The, the, the uh the trains the, the well policed nature of an authoritarian oh. state isn't a selling point really is it yeah and it was yeah, it was they... so it enraged me because i always respected him and i really liked him and he just he was just the most plodding centrist itv man ever and it was just oh fuck it just so, oh, that i think it could probably go down as like the the, the the big pinnacle of FIFA meddling, obviously, with it being the last 32-team World Cup that we're mm. going to have, especially considering as well that I think the group stages of this competition were arguably the strongest point because they were just... How many times do you go into a, a final round of group matches and pretty much every team can still qualify? It's, it's rare, um, but with going to three-stage groups and on Dave's point earlier about the FIFA just doing it wrong, we're about to have like the, the, the next World Cup is going to be the first like degrowth World Cup, i.e. we're not building anything new for this World Cup because the infrastructure is in place. So uh, how are we going to fuck it up? Well, let's stretch it across just three of the biggest countries on earth and, uh, have, and, have, and everyone have, can just fly around. However many more teams and ruin a perfectly workable format that everyone knows and understands. And uh, yeah. Um, and But again, like I, I've... I'd, why am I angry about the formatting of the group stages when I should be angry about God knows what else? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I've, I feel I've felt my intense kind of white cis privilege uh, lately, uh, just in the fact that I've not thought to. I've, I've, I've looked with envious eyes at people at the England quarterfinal, for example. Think, oh, you Jeremy bastard! I would have quite liked to have gone to that. And then I thought, oh no, that that makes me probably a bad person because I'd be, you know, giving Somebody money to have gone. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah someone but, else would have gone. And then but, there's yeah. the thing I think with it. With I respect people who have like said that they're boycotting it and not watching it at all, but it it, it will still go ahead. I think mm. increasingly we're seeing that football. Yeah can go ahead without authentic engagement um, from people who'd label themselves as football fans. Uh, and it is a bit, it, it's, it's horrible, but this is the world that we live in. It's, it's, it's like fighting against the inevitable. All you can do is what's within your frame to raise awareness against sort of the problems that have faced um, Qatar. And I think that's an angle that maybe some of the pundits could have ran with if you wanted to try and go down that Oh well, maybe we should look at ourselves first, right? Okay, yeah, fine. You are you have a national platform every single fucking day of, of <laughs> yeah. the week. If you'd like to start raising awareness of big problems in the UK, please crack on. Mm. Like, do that. Um, I don't think we to. should be allowed to host it either. Yeah, I think we're also horrible. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, yeah, we're wrong. yeah but this, but this is um, the thing, right? I I I'm looking I'm looking at sort of the world and trying to think where are the I, where are the morally pure countries. Harry and Meghan should host the next World Cup. <laughs> on Come Netflix. on, let's go. Oh, I'd watch let's, that. Yes, and let's get Jeremy Clarkson to build the stadiums. Oh, oh, like, yeah, no, let's not. Well, yeah, let's get him to build the stadium. Sorry, I and missed we can throw that. shit that's at him. Good idea. Yeah, that's excellent. I was going to say, uh, on the subject of something Jeremy Clarkson might say, I just want to draw attention, this won't be of any interest for the listeners, but for Dave's amusement, 
hopefully, possibly a tiny bit. I just want to draw attention to the fact that Tom is dressed as a Frenchman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that was you... my impression of Jeremy Clarkson there, because I'm a cunt. <laughs> Thomas Thrower is dressed as a Frenchman. I can't do it. Um, no. no, I can't. Yes. He's, he's also got James May's hair, but I'm just jealous mm-hmm. of that. He's he's a combination of the picture, three. Yeah. I'm, I, want, I want the um I want the listeners to be sat at home thinking like I have just become a glass of red wine and a baguette, and that's it. That's how I am friends. Garlic and horses. Yeah. <laughs> he's a glass Sorry. of wine and a baguette socialist. Is is Tom Thrower? Oh, yeah. yeah like so so yeah. That that's <laughs> so that's to a... failure, but appealing nonetheless. <laughs> Very French, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the oh, World Cup. Morally, <laughs> morally bad, footbally fine. Uh, Messi good. I yeah. He, that that Messi is... good. Ronaldo crying always a win oh, yeah. in everyone's book. Yes. Um, and Harry Souter. We, we should mention how we oh, should mention our Harry today. being the best player at the World Cup until the final, probably, and then coming back to Stoke and being remembering he's a Stoke player. And... I can't remember if it was the build-up for the World Cup, but I can't remember what the World Cup for the third, fourth, or the actual final. Uh, and I can't remember which channel it was on, but they were going through the big tackles, like the big, the big crunching tackles of the World Cup, and, and our Harry was on there, and it was like, yeah, Alan, Stoke <laughs> represented at the World Cup. Perfect. Yeah, Sliding his way into... Premier League DMs like <laughs> oh man like yeah I think um, lads on the pod last week said as much but oh, it's a it's a shame he did he got his Premier League move playing for the worst speaking of the worst countries in the world um, one of the well worst <laughs> countries in the world at least sport wise um, instead of like doing it for us uh, but you know, he he was he was simply too big for the club in all aspects. There's, there's I, I would I would argue if if we're accusing Australia of being one of the worst countries in the world, as a Scotsman, where does that put Scotland that he he declined to play for <laughs> because they're so much worse than Australia in every way. No, it's just uh, a perfect sibling rivalry. It's like, oh, you pick, you're going to pick my brother before me. Fine, fuck you. I'm going because to he's Australia. five years older, and I'm still yeah. at school. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, don't, so I've got mum. Don't ask me to pick which just... is the worst country out of Scotland and Australia. That's like the opposite of Sophie's choice. Let's just kill them both. Yeah, well, um, I guess we just know we pick Scot- which one would open. win the cricket match, and well, at the minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basball. Basball one's, one's absolutely one's absolutely full of spiders and doesn't treat its indigenous population very well. And the others next to England. Apply heat apply heat and more alcohol to a Scotsman and you get an Australian. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Stoke played at the weekend. Um, <laughs> no, 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 we won, we won, we won. Uh, has, has, has there ever been a more booey away win than this? Um, <laughs> Jacob Brown, um, on my mind, City's number nine, uh, scored the winner as we beat 
Bristol City of the Championship, brackets for now, close brackets, 2-1, um, and the other goal was scored by Liam Delap, who is now proving all his doubters wrong with uh, two goals in two games. Um, uh, I mean, I'm not going to do a Romeo and Juliet special for this win. Um, I'm barely going <laughs> to do bloody uh, a shitty one-man play for this win. So... Um, tell me something that was nice about it, other than the fact that we scored more goals than the opposition. We've given we... up on Dwight Gale. Oh, yes. <laughs> we we dropped Dwight Gale. <laughs> we dropped Dwight Gale for the not very good Liam Delap. I was... love Liam. And I, I like him, but he, he, looks, he looks so much like a massive 17-year-old. <laughs> playing in the under 19s but it's just much bigger than everybody else who's just walked into men's football what uh, if honey i blew up the baby was a footballer <laughs> yeah yeah but it's like it's like he's arnold schwarzenegger in twins and everybody else is danny devito <laughs> without without the height of harry suter but he just he just keeps running into people and kicking them up in the air and it's like they're grown-ups and he's literally a child and then he's getting like the ref keeps telling him off and saying that's a foul and he's like it can't be a foul that bloke looks like my dad i'm a child stop <laughs> giving fouls against me have either of you seen um guillermo uh, guillermo del toro's pinocchio there's a scene at the start where pinocchio sort of becomes animated if you will and starts absolutely tearing the shit out of um uh, Giuseppe's house, and <laughs> oh my god, is, if that is, if that is not Liam Delap in the penalty area, I don't know what is. Just clanging about, <laughs> knocking shit over, just breaking. Very stuff. ineffective. Yeah, but charming nonetheless. Yeah, charming, expensive, yeah. also all- emotionally <laughs> like pulling on the heartstrings, <laughs> but just a maniac. Uh... Just timer was good though. Just timer and that lazy Tyrese Campbell pulled out. Lazy Tyrese Campbell pulled out oh. arguably two of the One greatest of the non-assists assists I've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> Mainly is there, the is there no level the woke karate won't slump to to give Tyrese Campbell, lazy Tyrese Campbell, some credit? Um, when he doesn't deserve, he didn't get any goals or assists. Tom, you can't give lazy Tyrese Campbell credit for not getting an assist. That's just typical of you and your generation. He's lazy and it's that. Um, he's also the Jimmy Cricket to um, Liam Delap's Pinocchio. <laughs> telling him what to do he's in a lazy old, way. He's, he's this big. BBC, <laughs> BBC journalist, he did have a horrific miss at the end. Oh, yeah. Really oh yeah, funny. that's true. That's true. That's But that's not in <laughs> your woke agenda, it. is it? Blazed mm. it over the bar. It was sweet. It We've won four was, points was... from behind post World Cup. We haven't lost post World Cup. Oh. Oh. Get the bus ready. Check us out. <laughs> what bus would that be? The one to park across the goal because now we've got four points. We're going to just tighten up at the back and do all the defending stuff and not do any of the attacking stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Just play everyone at the back. Jacob Brown as right wing back will be our most attacking player. Um, <laughs> Alex Neal's going to start like defensive centre mid. I, I don't know where he played when he was a player. I just he's got he looks like a defensive centre mid, doesn't he? Yeah, 
Yeah. Looks like he kicks someone. Yeah. I bet he'd fucking do a job for us, to be fair. <laughs> Scottish, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's why. If I we apply like some if we apply some heat to him and get him drunk, he stands Foster Cogler, <laughs> so <laughs> so that's good. Um, I think oh, a broader. Oh, I'm referencing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I think a broader question, um, in general, uh, affecting stuff at the moment that I haven't really seen discussed all that much on social media, and the little bit of uh, praise and grumble I listen to is why are we so fucking shit? And if it's I can have no, it's for players. Can I have John McKenzie stood at a big tactics board explaining why Stoke are shit in a two and a half minute Twitter video and then I can just get about my day because (laughs) we shouldn't be shit. Well, we shouldn't be as shit. We are shit and we're meant to be shit. But why are we this shit? The new manager needs a window. (laughs) You're about to hear the first ever live game of Russian roulette as we go through all the <laughs> as we go through the oh. uh, list of potential reasons why things might turn out fine. Manager needs a window. That's good. Um, we've got Suter to come back properly. We've we've probably got someone injured. Who else? Uh, who who could also come back? Um, XG variants. XG. We we just need to shift the dead wood. Um, which at this point is just Ian some, McShane's in it. Sam Clucas on his own, just like in a little barn, all cold. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. It's been a while since I've looking been at on. a picture of Lee Gregory. Sam Clucas's barn, <laughs> where he practices hitting the door. <laughs> My brain's been addled by the World Cup. This is this is how they get us. Um, it's all the oppression. Yeah, <laughs> my poor heat obsessed, oppressed brain. Um, right, it's it's watching ITV more than once in. A oh month. god, oh god, like uh, Pete, yeah. Peter Drury, like, Lee Dixon on Cocoms. Yeah, like if, if you, oh, don't, uh... if you hated my intro to this podcast, like, <laughs> and you've been listening actively to Peter Drury, then go fuck yourself. Okay, <laughs> uh, at, at least, at least I've got like craft about what i do the man is a hack and he has been for years also lee dixon boring bastard why is it that every co-commentator now apart from ali mccoist the goat um also a man i'd like to add the, the perfect to. australian yeah <laughs> the he's perfect. the prototype australian isn't <laughs> yeah really? yeah he's just... the most australian scotsman i can think of and i can i know at least two personally because he's had enough heat yeah yeah he like it, he? he's stick him in guitar Stick him at a World Cup, he's fine. Um, why is every he's like the, um, he's like the Wario Charlie Nicholas? Yes, yes. Oh, god, Unfortunately, yeah, how is, how is he's the Rangers Jean one? On? That's not fair, is it? How is Jermaine Genus on Cocons for the World Cup final? Does anyone know? I don't know. I was shouting over him. Um, Can we stop saying people are on co-coms? Because every time somebody say, says it, I wait for the connection to just dip out and back in. So it sounds like we're slandering people for drug use. <laughs> I mean, David if, Beckham, do... though, what a dickhead as well. Yeah, yeah big dickhead. Yeah, um, yeah, he, he, yeah. Who's fallen in your estimation the most this year? That's a question. Uh, Beckham, Beckham mm. Neville. Um, 
anyone who wanted Southgate out, and I say that as a person who wants England to fail, but I think he's really good. Yeah. Good good old uh, Gareth. I would have loved England to have won the World Cup and just brought out a massive pride flag. I mean I mean I take I take Martinez as his wish... second choice, but you know. You've You've reminded me of another thing that really angered me, which was the armband thing, where they all yeah, said yeah. they were going to wear the armband, and then they didn't. And then Germany were the only people who did anything, and that was a bit feeble. But yeah. they did something, and then they got absolutely put on their ass. Yeah. Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger is who oh! probably dropped the most in my estimations with the whole, yeah. oh, well, if you look at the teams who focused on football and not politics, fuck off. Um, yeah, I, I grudgingly respected him for many years as well, and he's, what a prick. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's all just a big shame. Um, we've got about seven minutes to go, so I will mention at this juncture. If, if like me, you are suffering from a degree of um middle class white centrist uh, or white liberal or white champagne socialist white. or white left of centre guilt, then um, red and white Christmas is still going strong. <laughs> we've got a few days left before Christmas, obviously, and we are. Seriously, uh, raising money for Stoke-on-Trent Food Bank, the Macari Centre and the Dougie Mac Hospice, which are three um, just incredible charities based in and around Stoke-on-Trent. And um, thank you to the Bear Pit Lads, YYY Files, Duck et al. for the little bits and bobs uh, they've been doing to uh, get the message out there and also raise money as well. And thank you for those of you who've done stuff uh in terms of whip round at work or done sponsored things as our mate dom did and just some really lovely lovely things that are coming out of that so if you just google search uh just giving red and white christmas or see the link in all our socials then you can donate there and there is still time to do that and it would make us feel a lot better about the world as it does every year to be fair whenever we've done anything charity related it always makes us feel a little bit more centred and contented with people. Um, so thank you for that. And yes, keep donating if you can. Um, any other business? Um, what is your favourite Christmas thing? Or we could do, or we could do a quick fire uh, debate. What's the best Christmas film? Go. White Christmas. Tom, uh, I'm really bad on on picking things under pressure. All right, or this... Back to the Future. Oh come on, <laughs> come on, Tom, Tony. Sorry. Uh, best Christmas song. White Christmas. We can do this all day. <laughs> My answer to everything is Blue the same. Christmas. White Christmas. Elvis. Yeah. Uh, um. Best Christmas. Um, present ever. Uh, the the poster I've got my son over there. The friends you made along the way. Good. Um, best Christmas wish for Stoke in the new year. That's not really a Christmas thing, but go for it. What? <laughs> <laughs> a goalkeeper in a box. A goalkeeper in a in in, in his box, preferably. Yes. Uh. A goalkeeper pretending to wank himself off with a big trophy. <laughs> oh, no, with sorry. the championship uh, playoff trophy, Jack Bonham. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Bonham next season with the Johnson's paint pot. 
<laughs> Fucking it. <laughs> no, I just I just want Stoke to interest me if possible. Yeah. Um I like my only real attachment is 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 Josh Tyman and a few sundry others that I like a bit, but I'm not asked. And it's 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 frustrating that I'm not asked because I've cared about it for so many years and I just want them to enthuse me. Maybe in order to spike our interest, we need to get bought by a big petro dollar state. Say fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, Jeremy Clarkson's farm. <laughs> oh, I can think of some fans around me who'd love that. <laughs> right. Okay. Which I petro think... state would you go for? Um. I mean, there's only Scotland, really... Aberdeen specifically. Oh. oh, okay. We get bought by the city of city, city town, the city of Aberdeen. BP, yes, city, the Granite City. Granite city yeah, the gra- oh, right, mm. fine. We could move up and use their new stadium once they finish it. They built the bypass, so it can start oh, the... it's got a be... crazy golf course and a beach next to it. And they'd be so far we away. Got a crazy we golf have course to go. or a beach. Let's move to Aberdeen. <laughs> 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 Um, where else is there, Tom, apart from Qatar, Saudi, UAE? Iraq? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, well, yeah. It tends to be a bit harder to get to there. Yeah, Iran. Iran. Um, Springfield Russia. Springfield from that episode of The Simpsons where they strike <laughs> oil. It's us, though. We, we'd go there and we'd get them to buy us and then it'd be the lemon tree episode and we'd be like, oh. <laughs> no, we'd... we'd... <laughs> We'd get bought by um, what we'd think would be an Italian oil baron, but it, it would just be a guy with an olive oil business that wasn't doing very well. John Batoli <laughs> from Cheadle. He's a distant cousin. He, yeah. he, he doesn't make. He doesn't make. He, he doesn't make. Um, yeah, he, he's got all, all the all the best things about olives and and. Olive oil and and butter, and he's made buttery olive oil, <laughs> and it's going to be a hit. <laughs> and then he buys Stoke City, and nothing changes. Fifteenth in the championship again. <laughs> I can't believe fifteen. I can't believe all right. The buttery olive oil guy didn't save it. Save us, <laughs> right? That's that is. That is definitely it. I think once once we reach this depth, there's no there's no coming back. <laughs> we'll just we will sink further next week into our buttery, buttery olive oil. Buttery olive oil. <laughs> That's Goodness. my best joke this week. Christ, your poor wife. <laughs> um, right. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Tony. Good day. Uh, right, uh, everyone, thanks for having me back. Uh, go fuck yourselves. Go fuck off Stoke. <laughs> <laughs>